Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Yes, welcome, Adam. How are you, my friend? I'm fantastic, Jack. How about yourself? You know, I am wonderful tonight. You know, it, uh, the weather is beautiful outside. Cleveland just took two from the Yankees. Got to look up in your archives for that one. But uh, good. it's a good day all the way around for Cleveland. And, hey, our show tonight, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're here tonight to basically do what we always do, try to have fun with small business owners, and the small business world. And we're business coaches, we being Adam and I, Adam Sunhalder, who's here with me tonight. And he's here with me every night when we broadcast. And that's once a week on Wednesdays for an hour from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or daylight time as it may be right now, right? I always get those confused. I, I get simple, those confused right? too. Eastern yeah. Central Mountain, whatever you know. East Three Coast. Three hour time going to the West Coast, and what it, you know, you look at your wobble of it. Who knows? Who knows what it is? But we're here to talk business, and what we deal with. We deal with small business owners, and we define that as from one to twenty-five employees, any industry, and it makes no difference. We've been coaching. Adam and I have been coaching together for over fifteen years. And we've had some great success and have developed some excellent programs. So we'd like to share that with you all. And in order to do that, you got to call in. Adam will give you some ways to uh, contact us and become part of the show. We hope you do. But in the meantime, we are coaches that deal with how questions. We contend that small business owners or owners of small businesses are stuck in a state of how. How do I make a profit plan? How do I get good people? How do I make more profit? How do I understand this freaking business that I'm in? Well, we help owners of small businesses get unstuck from that state of how. Yes, we do. And we have fun doing it. <laughs> the, the unstuckers. You'll notice Jack's cough's still going. For those of you who are playing that, uh, the, the game for him, you got a remedy for him. I think it was, tw- it was 10 bucks or something that, that's going to work. He may even give you a bonus for that. So, uh, you can do I'll it by getting us. I'll still get. I'll go. still hold it up, but it's got to work. It's got to work. Ten All right. Bucks. So, uh, you can get us as Jack said. We're here live in the studio every Wednesday, 7:30 to 8:30 p.m. Eastern. You can get us live here on the air at 440-946-9468. Again, if you're listening live to us, or even if you're listening to our podcast, if you want to call in at that time, you can do that as well. Again, that number is 440-946-9468. We're also getting getting more busy and active on the in, in the Twitter sphere and tweeting and everything else. We got a couple different handles there. We have at Maximum VP. We have at Jack M MVP. And we also have at Adam Sunhalter if you want to hit us up there or you want to follow us and uh, we'll probably follow you back as well. We're kinda of out there tweeting to each other about interesting things that we see out there and business related stuff and non business related stuff. But get you know get a little sense of what, what we're all about. Um, for those of you who like to email you can do that as well radio at maximumvp.com and if you want to check out our website maximumvp.com forward slash how h-o-w as jack mentioned before kind of the how guys there's a nice little form that's there you can put your how question in and submit it to us and we get it on the air we've got something that that came up uh, last week that we're going to go through here as well in terms of uh, they came to us that way as well they listened to our podcast and and fill out the how form on our website we're going to go through their how question here this week which i think which i think many of you will enjoy and can get back in the recesses for, for many of you started your company years ago. But uh, So we, that's what we do. We come through and we have a lot of fun talking about small business stuff. 
um, in terms of things that owners of small companies deal with on a day-in and day-out basis. There are a lot of secrets out there. That's why it's called the dirty secrets of small business. Dirty secrets, the dirty ones. Well, many folks assume that that business, uh, if, if, for those who don't own companies, it can be a, a tremendously rom- romantic thing, the idea of owning a company. And then you get into the day-to-day of running a company and get kind of frustrating or boring or, or challenging or whatever it might be where it's not maybe what you thought it was going to be. Or there are things that happen that you can't believe are happening. And a big part of what we like to do on the show here is share a lot of those stories and let you know that no matter what you're going through, what challenges, opportunities, situations you're involved in, you're not alone. You're, you're not, not alone with us, it. with us especially. We probably, not to be boastful, but, well, to be boastful, there's probably not, there, there's really not many small business issues starting with the word how, that we, being Adam and I, haven't personally encountered, either in the companies we've owned, the opportunities that we've explored, the coaching of our clients. I mean, we've, we've literally, literally have been involved with thousands, you know, just literally thousands of questions, and generally can frame and come up with a solution for those. So, you know, we'd love to hear yours. We're going to talk about... Uh, Somebody who who heard us on the podcast, as Adam said, and we're going to play around with uh, his question, his how question. In fact, what is his how question? Huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so his how question basically be summed up as this, Jack. How do I know it's time to leave my day job? Mm, okay. so that's more. Is that more geared to somebody who is starting a company? Yeah. So somebody's kind of get ready to start. You've been thinking about it for a while. Let me kind of give you a little background on, on, on this. And so again, that's something that I think most of us have wrestled with at some point. What you know, at what point does it make sense for me to go out on my own, whatever that might look like, whether it be starting something, going to buy something, whatever it might be, but to kind of get out and kind of be your own boss. So this, this email came in from uh, from Jason in New York, and thank you, Jason, for for, for reaching out to us and. Uh, you know, I had, actually, I had a nice chat last week with, with Jason as well to talk about this uh, a little bit. But I want to kind of just frame kind of where he's at. And uh, he, he did a very good job kind of summarizing his situation. So he's in a, he, he's always thought about kind of, kind of running his own company. And, you know, ever since he's probably in his mid-teens. And he's been working for somebody now. You know, he's, he's, he's about 30 years old. He's at the point where he's about to get married. He's working for a very good company, a very good boss, and he's been kind of moonlighting a little bit, you know, doing some side jobs of stuff um, to kind of. Get, so he started his own company on the side a few years ago, and he's at the point where he's trying to figure out at what point does it make sense for me to kind of go out on my own, you know. And he's he's at the point where he's kind of uh, a little bit gun shy, you know. He wants to, you know, as, as he said, he wants to kind of have his ducks in a row, okay. And he's learned a lot with the jobs he's had, but the confidence to kind of jump out on his own. He's a little bit nervous to kind of leave that day job. But he's in a very good position to do so. He's in a position where he has no debt. It's a great position to be in. Always a good position to be in. And one of the reasons he has no debt is the second point he made was that he never went to college, which I told him is a fantastic thing. College is tremendously overrated. In fact, I just tweeted out, I uh, shared a tweet uh, about a couple hours ago today. It was an article from Inc. Magazine talking about how it's so much easier, Jack, to get a, a loan to go to school. In fact, only about 3% of people get, get denied school loans, okay? 
But to get a loan for a company, for a business, <clears throat> for a business plan, have to go through big time it's, hoops. It's, it's 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 terrible. It's so hard to get to, to, to get a plan. Yet an 18 year old can go to a bank and get a hundred thousand dollars to go pay for college, and come out of school with tremendous debt and no guarantee of a job, especially depending on what their their degree might be. Right. So what does that say about the the politics and the whole whole idea of the lobby and power of academia and the the uh, inner interwoven not conspiracy but the interwoven power of, well, crazy. of government and, and academia well, it, it is it's well, crazy that that just kind of brings it all home doesn't it well and the reason I brought this up is again it's part of how he kind of summarized himself giving me a background on himself and and it's it's not uncommon when when Jack and I are talking to people I'd say probably a third of our clients are are like Jason where they, they they've had absolutely no college at all probably another third have had some college. And the other ones, you know, the other third have had college or master's degrees or something like that. But well, another th- another evidence of that. I, excuse me, there. Yeah. It, it uh, they they often feel inferior yeah. because they they haven't gone to college or graduated from exactly college. the point I was going to make, Jack. They're made to feel Fire that away. way, right? The, yeah. the, the culture is such like, what's the matter with you? I mean, to go to college. I'm thinking, well, what a great position that you know this young man's in. He you know he he has no debt because he he didn't go to college. He's been working. Earning a living, putting some money aside, starting a company on the side, okay, and the, and so he he's nervous to kind of to, to kind of take the leap, and part of what we talked about was the the idea of and you know Jack and I will often talk to people about this whole not living under a bridge syndrome, okay, <laughs> and we kind of uh, some people kind of get worried in terms of what the worst case scenario might be, and so if you don't have certain things in place, you might be afraid that hey. Gee, if if, it's, if this company thing doesn't work out, I'm going to be living under a bridge in a cardboard box somewhere. And so I joked with Jason about that a little bit last week, and he was he was laughing about it. I said, no, I, you know, I I get that. And I said, do you? He said, oh yeah, yeah, I do. You know, intellectually, but emotionally, maybe you don't quite get it, right? Yeah, so, you feel when if you fail, it's it's nothing but total failure of all types and kinds, and you're ruined for life. That's kind of how people assess this when they aren't talk to and you know perspective given to them they, they do that kind of stuff so it keeps them from moving forward that's right so not only is he is he debt free he also ha- has made an investment in his business jack where he, he owns his equipment and his van free and clear so good he owns his stuff right so he's Boy, done a good job of kind of you know so no wonder he was listening to one of our podcasts <laughs> podcasts he's a pretty smart guy <laughs> so he's you know he's he's concerned you know again, it's 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 his lifelong dream to kind of to, to, to kind of do this and kind of get out on his own but he's he's kind of in his own way you know so his question is how question is how do I know it's time to leave my day job and so Jason and I had a very good discussion and I, I want us to share it here on the air because I want to kind of get you know bigger picture in terms of there are other folks who are wrestling with it and you know as Jack and I were prepping for the show here today we had discussions about it. Jack made a very good point he said it's it's very unique to every person in terms of what their reasonings might be or their situation. We wanted to kind of cover today. That's what we wanted to tee it up here in the first section. We'll get into in some more detail for, for, for the next uh, segment here of the show. But, uh, you know, to kind of frame the issue that it's a common challenge. You've got folks that, or they'd they, they, they be young folks who are looking, you know, looking ahead to their life and, 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 and wanting to be an owner. Folks who are in corporate America who are kind of pining for the, you know, the, the chance or the idea, or again, the whole romanticizing the idea of kind of being a business for themselves and being their own boss kind of thing. Or, or folks who are working somewhere else, or it might be, or maybe they're working for a small company, and the idea is, hey, you know, I'd like to kind of take over the company someday, or kind of get my own thing going. But a lot of folks are thinking about it. Well, it said it said the new American dream is owning your own business. It's di- displaced the 
old American dream of owning your own home. And I truly believe that. I think most people, especially younger people, would love to have their own business, but don't know quite how to start it, don't have the encouragement, don't get the right knowledge, don't hear from the right advisors. It's very true, Jack. And so what we'll do is we'll delve into that you know, in a little more depth here today, kind of help you understand how do you know, not only how do you know when it's, it's the right time to, to, to leave your day job, but how to kind of go about doing that, take on some of the myths that are out there, some of the challenges, and, and kind of our way of approaching that. So uh, stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking more about this in terms of how do I know it's time to leave my day job. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're Maximum Value Partners. Give us a call, folks. Can we part of come? Wait, let me start that over again. Be part of our program tonight. Excellent. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We are business coaches, and we have a company called Maximum Value Partners. And Maximum Value Partners helps small company owners get unstuck from a state of how. We're having a good time tonight. We always have a good time, you know. Uh, it's all, the small business world just affords all kinds of opportunities to to enjoy life uh, and make some money while doing it. So what do you think, Adam? Yes, it does, and that's a big part of our topic tonight in terms of how do I know it's time to quit my day job, right? And uh, we'll get into that here in a second. We'd like to have, you know, again, to reinforce where you're always welcome to, to be part of the show. If you have your own how question you want to talk about, you feel free to kind of reach out. You can get us live in the studio every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The number to get us is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. If you can tweet at us at, at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, or at Adam Sonhalter. Email us at radio at MaximumVP.com, or hit us up on the web, MaximumVP.com forward slash how. And there's a little form there to put your how question up, or you can respond to things that we've been talking about. But like I said, tonight's show we've been talking about is we're, we're going back to a, a podcast listener, a very avid and loyal podcast listener of ours who reached out last week with a question. And thank you again, Jason, in, in New York for reaching out to talk about this. I think it's a common challenge people have had, which is how do I know it's time to leave my day job? Can I quit the day job and go out on my own? And so I spent the first the first segment kind of giving a little background about uh, about his situation. We want to kind of bring it up a little higher level here in terms of, you know, each each person has their own situation, Jack. And the question is, how do you kind of get out of your own way and stop finding reasons not to go out on your own and find reasons to go out on your own? And there's a couple of things that, that I talk to, we talk to pe- people about all the time. And you know, I think one of the, the keys that, that creates a lot of stress for folks is, is having some financial staying power. So what does that mean? You know, people have bills to pay. And come back to the, the whole living under the bridge in a cardboard box scenario, I think many people are afraid, I, if I can't pay my bills, I'm going to get kicked out on the street and, you know, you know, and be homeless. <laughs> so if I have no money in the bank... And I'm living a certain lifestyle that I, I've got to have certain, you know, X bucks per month coming in because I'm spending it all. Well, it becomes very, very difficult. And so as we lay, laying out Jason's case, here he is. He, you know, he, he's living a, a relatively frugal lifestyle. He's got no debt. His, you know, his, his equipment's paid for, for for his company. So, again, he's, he's in a pretty good position for, to be able to kind of have a very 
um, a very minimalistic lifestyle to start with to not have additional pressures on him, right? I, I, he's just about to get married, has no kids. Again, so he's in a, he, from, from, from what I can see on the outside, you know, here I am very objective. I'm thinking he's in a perfect position to go get this thing going. Well, he's certainly in a good position. You know, not having debt and having money in the bank is an excellent way to start any new venture. But quitting your day job. Okay, quitting your day job to do what? So if you're starting a company, you have no history. It's much more difficult to quit that day job and jump into a startup versus something already in existence. But the fact is, many people do it every day, and they can do it if they have, as Adam said, some staying power, some financial staying power. And they have to have a plan. have to have some kind of plan. Maybe. Okay? And I, I say that from my own experience. The very first company I bought, I didn't have much of a plan for that company. I certainly didn't have a plan to find the company that I ended up buying, the very first one. And so this is a very bumpy process, if you will. You know, the outsiders are going to look at it and feel it's all slick and smooth and, boy, this guy really knows what he's doing or she knows what she's doing. But you often don't. You have to jump into it. You have to to play around with your idea and however you you put together a plan, whatever the quality of it is, it doesn't have to be some academia pursuit here. It just has to be something that says, okay, I'm ready. And you jump off the cliff. You do it. You You just do it. People are looking for all these slick answers, and when Adam and I are guilty sometimes of giving people these slick answers because it's easier than trying to explain, I don't know why the hell I took this company on, but I think I can make a go of it, and I know for sure I'm not going to be sleeping under a bridge. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I move on to the next opportunity. Or the worst case, shudder, or not shudder, but uh, uh, curse the word, I'd have to get a job. It's, those are all safe landings. So, you know, how do you decide to leave your day job? When is it the right time? A lot of times you got to be pushed off that cliff. And you find when you land, geez, that wasn't quite that bad at all. I'm, I'm doing okay. But, boy, how do you explain that stuff? I don't know. I've never found a way to do it, and I don't think there is a way. You keep mentioning Cliff, and I'm wondering if his back gets sore. Everybody kind of standing on his back, and everybody gets pushed off his back, right? Talking <laughs> about Cliff, right? <laughs> he must be a pretty big guy, that Cliff guy, you know? Wait, I just got back from uh, the Grand Canyon. That's I'm, the kind of cliffs we're talking about, I saw about, lots right? of cliffs. All right. You're in a cliff <laughs> kind of mode. Well, so, yeah, you're, you're, painting, a, you're painting a couple scenarios. You know, the, 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 the scenario, Jack, in terms of somebody who's kind of in that day job right now and really doesn't have any idea, you know, versus a guy like Jason. Yeah, Jason kind of done uh, what I call moonlighting. Stuff on the side, you know, in the evenings, on the weekends, doing, you know, kind of getting the business started a little bit, kind of jump starting it here a little bit, getting some customers in, which, okay, all of a sudden it's kind of started. It's not to the point where it can sustain them yet, but it's certainly bringing in revenue from that standpoint. So if you don't have that, that's, that's one way, you know, try something on the side a little bit. To me, that's always a good test for somebody. Are you, are you a job guy? One of the things <laughs> that, that, that I didn't touch on, he, you know, he, he mentioned he kind of comes from a job background in terms of, you know, the, the, you know how his parents were. You know, it was more of that job mentality, and, and he know he, you know he, he just quoted that back to me because he knows that's something that we talk about a lot in here, Jack, in terms of that kind of that entrepreneur, business owner mindset versus a job mindset. So if you have a job mindset, you know the idea of putting in time 
on the weekends and you know after hours staying up late you know losing some sleep to kind of work on something that you aren't getting paid for to invest that time and energy if you aren't willing to do that well maybe you should stay with the day job that's that's right? correct yeah so if you don't have that again and and you know for, for Jason you know it's very common where he has a skill and we talk a lot about uh, um, about Emeth on here you know the Emeth revisited and Sarah and bacon or pies and Part of his email to me, he, he quoted that too. So it's kind of like, like, like that baker you talk about. He's always baking pies, right? So she was baking pies somewhere else and started her own pie baking place, right? Many folks will, will have that. Hey, I, I'm putting my skill to work. You know, I have a certain product or service that I deliver <coughs> for somebody as, as part of my job, and I can do that on my own now, right? So the idea of kind of doing it on the side, that's one way to kind of test it out and see. How are you in terms of finding that business and, and, and bringing people in? How are you at asking for money, Jack? And collecting the money, or, or or quoting a job, or whatever it might be, to kind of talk about money, where when you're working in a job, you often don't need to do those kind of things, right? Because it's just somebody else takes care of that stuff. I just kind of go and perform the you know perform the work. I don't have to negotiate it or or actually get you know people to sign their you know the, uh, on the dotted line or actually pay me some money or actually go collect from somebody who maybe isn't so happy with with my Work, but so you know, the, those kind of things don't come through usually until you have your own company, or n- until you're operating your own company. What, what, what? You know, we we could go out to restaurants, which we've done. You know, with with friends. Too many and sometimes, right? What's that? <laughs> Too many sometimes. Yeah, boy, tell me about it. <laughs> but we'll we'll go out. And we'll talk. The conversation will drift on small businesses because that's what we do, and. Most people would like to start a small business. They all have an idea. You know, I'll, I'll call that the global, the global view. I got this idea to, to uh, you know, start a, a widget company, and so I go out and I start it. And boy, I'm gonna do whatever. Wouldn't it be great? Blah blah blah. They they embrace the dream, but it ultimately gets narrower and narrower as you get closer to taking that step. You know, to to basically. Uh, uh, leave. You're going to leave somewhere along the line. If you're going to start this company, you have to leave your old surroundings. And we all know how difficult change is. And there's not too many things more difficult than that change of taking on your own company. When are you ready to do it? And it comes down to that Sunday night before the first day of your new job. And you, if you do have a company that you bought, and you, you know that could be called starting a company, or if you're starting it totally from scratch and you have new employees, you wake up that Monday morning, and the whole reality, that big global scope, has squeezed down to, you take the step now into your new world, and that is freaking daunting. Like, what did I do? But that quickly leaves your mind because you got to get going on your business. <laughs> and but the whole idea is that's. That first day, and and that first day, it's like a buyer's remorse or seller's remorse when you're doing deals, this type of thing. People get spooked and they'll back out the last minute. They won't start. They'll unless they've given you know notice in their job and you know there there there's nowhere to turn other than to go forward. You almost have to do that. I'll say it again: jumping off the cliff. It's not an easy thing to do, and you know we haven't figured out how to really express that. Because it's all customized. It's all different. Everyone has their own taking that first step into the new changing world. And it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Yet it's daunting. It, it, 
you know, just a mix. Holy crap. It's what did I just do to, hey, I got to get going on this. So you're making, you're making a great point, Jack. And I think what people should hear from what you just said is that that those feelings of angst, anxiety, excitement that, that, that they're feeling in their gut, that, 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 that stepping off the cliff into that great black abyss, it's very normal. It doesn't mean that what you're considering or what you're looking to do is not something you should do. It's very normal for somebody in the position you're in to be thinking that way. And so don't let that be a reason to not do what we're talking and about. And if you can see that, that global world squeeze like a balloon emptying, you know, and it, it, the, the closer you get to that Monday morning, I'm in a new world, the more pressure it comes to stop thinking like this and turn around and you'll talk to people who won't give you the encouragement because they've never been there themselves. That's right. They'll, they'll spook you out. So we'll, we'll come back and keep talking about this a little bit, Jack, on the other side of the break here. So stay tuned for hearing more about how do I know it's time to leave my day job. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini, and we're with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business. On Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini. We're business coaches, and we have a company we've owned for over 15 years called Maximum Value Partners. And what we do is help small owners of businesses. I didn't say that right. Owners of yeah, small businesses. Yeah, that's okay. You know who you are out there. We help you get unstuck from a state of how. And we do a good job of it, and we have a lot of fun with our selected clients. All right, in this evening's show, we've been talking about the how question of how do I know it's time to leave my day job? And we're going to kind of transition that into how do I leave my day job, I think, right? Because I think we talked about the idea of how do you know it's time to do it, Jack, and and there may not be that, that that aha moment. Before I get into that real quick, let me give them the numbers, how they can reach us here. And we're live in the studio every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Live in the studio here at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. Or hit us up on the Twitter sphere at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, and at Adam Sonhalter. We'd love to hear from you to get some of your feedback or thoughts on this stuff. So you're talking about kind of jumping off the cliff. I'm talking about going, in, going to that abyss, the, the, the angst and the feelings. And, again, the, the feelings of excitement and, and, and fear are pretty similar. And so it's hard to tell which is which. But those are very, very normal. And what happens is if you talk to most owners who made this jump, if you ask them that question, hey, you know, were there certain things that, that you're afraid of and then did any of those fears come true, Chances are most of them can't remember, recall what those fears were at That's the beginning. Right. They could never be articulated because yeah. they don't know what they don't know. So, you you know, uh, people on the outside, outside of the small business world looking in, they think small business owners know it all. And that's not a negative comment. We do, they, don't we, Jack? Well, we do, but that's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, they think they know it all and, and they're lucky and boy, I wish I could do that kind of thing and. But that's not true at all. They jump into the venture. Maybe they have a plan that, that's quite detailed, which is unlikely. And, and so they jump in and they find that they can start to answer questions as they go along. And that's typically what happens. Most small business owners, even after they've been running their company for a number of years, and we can attest to this, we could, uh, you know, we, we know it. They don't understand business. 
They don't understand business when they start their company, and after years of running a business, they often still don't really understand business. So what words or what fears can they really articulate other than sleeping under a bridge and losing everything? Yeah, they, they, they can't talk about uh, receivables if that's an issue and cash flow and, and getting employees and motivating employees because they've never done it before. So they learn on the job, and that's why it gets bumpy and awkward, and they lose money, and they get frustrated, and people quit on them. And that all of a sudden is, is taking experiences and putting it into the learning bag. So after a couple of years, they're pretty good. That's why we make sense to small business owners, because we help them kind of straighten out and, and have them understand what they've been doing for a couple of years and then how to best regroup and go forward. So... You know, starting your own business can be daunting if you let it be daunting. Most people are ready. Well, no, I shouldn't say most people. Many, many people who start businesses are really ready to do it. So why don't more of them do it? What do you think, Adam? Right, why so why you, do they you, not you, do you it? You keep beating around the bush here, Jackie. You keep waiting for this word to come out of your mouth and it hasn't come out yet. Any idea what that word might be? I have no idea. It begins with an E. Wow. Eagles? No. No, that's... Come on. <laughs> I don't me, know. make me sick. I'll know. I'll know when I... I know when I hear it It's also what people will, will do often when, right before they get married. And, you know, the idea of what they're going to do is it's a part of that word. What's the, that, that period before they're married is called a what? Engagement. Right. There you go, Jack. You're absolutely right. Engage. We were just talking about that yes, word. Yes, we were. That's all right. That's right. right. So That's good. You brought it up because it's the right word at the moment. So what you're talking about, and okay, so here. So picture we don't, we, we don't have, a, we don't have someone, someone like Jason who's got to kind of figure out what he wants to do. He has a side business kind of going, kind of jump-started. Okay. Somebody's got no friggin' clue of what they want to do. How do you figure out what you want to do? Well, you don't figure it out. By reading a bunch of stuff, reading a bunch of books, talking to a bunch of people who, who, who aren't doing it. The way you do it is you start to engage. You start to engage people. Big, big, big word. Okay. Yes. So what does that mean? So one example, you know, Jack's talked about the idea of, of looking to go buy a company or acquire a company. So go engage a current business owner and talk to them about their business, about the idea of perhaps acquiring their business. See what that looks like and sounds like and feels like. Get uncomfortable. Get out of your get out of your natural zone. You have a great story that I've heard numerous times, Jack, as far as how you got started in real estate. Maybe you should share that with with our audience here a little bit because your point about the idea of people will, will will use one of the roadblocks is I need to have my plan in place. I need to have it all kind of figured out, and that's a bunch of BS when you're starting. Just kind of get out there and start doing stuff. You know, ask what you might think are silly or stupid questions. Make mistakes along the way a little bit, but get out there and start doing stuff. So, how did you ever get involved in real estate, Jack? Oh boy, I had uh, I had a real good college friend who he and I wanted to buy real estate, uh, small real estate, because we didn't know anything about it. We we didn't know how much we didn't know until we decided to put our heads together and say, "Look, we we have a few bucks here. It wasn't a lot. We had you know some money. We were much younger than I am now, and we wanted to buy real estate. We wanted to. How how do you do this? Just go in and Buy, all we knew is, is a little bit about our parents buying houses, this kind of thing. So we went about looking for property, and we started with commercial property, so rather than buy a house. 
And we said, boy, we'd like to get this. But we, we didn't know how to really analyze it. We didn't know how to do anything about it. And we realized that after going out and talking to a few people who had businesses for sale and real estate for sale. And we made complete fools of ourselves, really, with the kind of questions we asked. And it was every one of those foolish questions that we felt a little embarrassed on. Every time we did it, we got stronger because we got more knowledgeable. And ultimately, we, we started to bring in experts, you know, buy them dinner and sit down. We'd read books a little bit and then figure out between ourselves, we don't know what the heck we're reading here. So let's bring in a broker. Let's bring in a lawyer. And we'd, we'd sit down and we'd have, you know, dinner or lunch with them and pick his brain. And then we'd go out and engage again with people selling properties. And it, it all of a sudden, after about a year of doing this, and it was long, and we spent time in between, we became very knowledgeable about how to buy real estate and how to buy a small business, which subsequently that's what I chose to do more of than the real estate. But the point is, it was engaging. My friend and I would talk so far, go read books, come back, talk again, and we realized that all of a sudden we were hitting the wall. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. And then we got better verification, but nothing better happened until we went out and engaged people actually selling the property. And after a while, we found we were better than they were. Okay, so I think where most people might start or actually <laughs> get stuck is they may kind of read some of those things or study it. In, in today's day and age, maybe they don't read books. Maybe they're going online right. and, and, and looking for articles online. Maybe they're watching some YouTube videos about some stuff. Maybe they're, maybe they're even going to some seminars or something like that, right? Where, where, yeah, they're going out and gathering information. But that's, again, that's... That's equivalent to being in a classroom, right? You're, you're kind of taking information in, but you aren't engaging in the standpoint where you're kind of going out there and, and really trying to make it happen in, in what's more what I'll call the, the real world. And so it's helpful to kind of start that way to kind of understand maybe where you want to start. So you had a, you had some interest in real estate. You're, you're intrigued by it. You kind of learned some stuff about it, but you realize quickly, hey, we have two guys that don't really know a lot, and we're talking to each other, so pretty soon that, that discussion you know, ends. So – I think that's where, again, I, I would venture to say more than half the people kind of get stopped stopped right there. Right there. And if they were to to just go out and realize, your point, if, if I'm going to go out and I'm not quite sure how to talk to somebody, okay? So I got a 14-year-old boy who's just started high school, and they had their first mixer. You know, he was an all-boys high school, and, and they had a, a mixer where a bunch of girls came in. And so it's very awkward. I picture the 14-year-old teenage boy, right? And you got these girls that just kind of show up, girls I've never met before. What do I do? How do I how do I engage? You know, so you know, so well, that's still a problem for a thirty year old guy, right? <laughs> it's okay, but at least at, at that point you've kind of been through it a few times. You can kind of maybe fake your way through it a little bit better. At least you kind of or you, or you know the feelings or that's the right. you that, gain that you're going to have, right. right? So, you know, Shanna and I try as much as we can to kind of coach him up a bit and kind of give him some advice or guidance, and and we do a little bit up front, but we realize that hey, he's got to kind of go through and experience it a bit. And then let them come back, and we, we'll talk afterwards. Okay, how'd this go? What was the situation? And help them prepare and, and see what kind of happened a little bit. So it kind of help give them a little bit of guidance. But once he gets that experience and kind of sees it in reality, here's what that looks like. Okay, same thing. If I'm that's go a talk, good analogy, Adam. So, that's, that's exactly what happens. That's the process that happens. Yeah, so if, if, if I'm going to go talk to an owner, okay, so picture that. So if, if, if you think you want to go own a company, and, 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 and we see this all the time, because we, we're involved with a lot of our clients of going to look and search for, for, for acquiring other companies. And the first time out, many of our clients, and, and these are often owners who've been owners of companies for years, they get the yips. I'll call it the yips. You, know, you, you use that golf term, right? They're like, they're, they're unsure what to do. They kind of, well, What do I do? What do I, I say? What kind of questions yeah, what, do what, I ask? <laughs> 
Well, okay. Let, let's. So I can give you here. I, yeah, I, I give you a list. Here, are the, here are the top ten questions to ask. Right, put them, put them down. But again, what are you gonna sit with that? Sit with that like you're even. Your, even then, when you, when you right? go ask that question to the guy, he looks at you. You're looking at him, and now what do I do? Right. It's 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 that. And the more you engage, the better you can do this. And this comes back to you know when do you know when do you know when to leave your day job. Well, if you've been doing this for a while, you gain so much confidence that you know it's time. You know, we, we can't put the, the precise figure or even give you the precise language. Nobody can as to when it's actually time. But if you have confidence, a little staying power, you're going to recognize the deal and you're going to say to yourself, okay, I'm moving towards Monday morning. You know, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. And it's an individual thing. It is just so individual, it's unbelievable. So you, you find reasons to do it. And what will probably happen is you might take a little bit of a, of a step back in terms of if you're focused on your, your income, again, that, that job mentality. You don't view it as a demotion. Again, view it as a chance to kind of get freed up. You're going to learn a ton. And all the energy, because, again, the stuff you're describing, Jack, you know, with the real estate was stuff you were doing on the side. Okay? That's right. That's exactly it, it, right. It, it was like, hey, you're spending, you're spending a Saturday hanging out in, in a certain neighborhood, combing the neighborhood, talking to people, doing stuff. And, you know, Alice probably thought you were, you were nuts. Like, what are you doing on a Saturday? Instead of going to the kids' ball game, you're out you're combing a neighborhood. Like, we aren't moving. The, well, okay, well, it's just, I'm curious. I, I, I want to check it out, yeah, right? That's work-life balance. I was able to get work-life balance. That's another show. That's right, but it was it was fun because you you were learning, and I think that's a big a big part of what makes an entrepreneur or a business owner again to see if you're the right kind of person is you enjoy learning, you enjoy growing and getting better, and to do it for yourself. And you mentioned earlier, Jack, most of the owners when they started, even when they when they're in business now, don't necessarily have all the answers. Oh, they might not. fake it better. Again, it's going back to that 14-year-old to the 30-year-old talking to, to, a strange, to a strange girl or, or young lady. You kind of fake it, and you have a little more confidence. Even if you, you don't know it, it kind of comes across that way a little bit better, right? That's right. Well, that's right. where most owners are. You know, they, they were kind of faking it maybe a little early on. They're, they're better at faking it now. But realizing that, hey, you know what? You're probably maybe better than, than you thought, and it's not as intimidating as you thought. So, Well, that's experience. That's what yeah. experience does to you, good and bad. So that's our engagement part here. We'll come back with, with our last segment here after the break, Jack. We'll talk a little more about this and kind of finish up in terms of not only how do you know it's time to, 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 to quit my day job, but how do you go about doing it? And so we're, we're, we'll get into that a little bit more on the other side of the break here. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. We help owners get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches, and we help owners of small businesses get unstuck from a state of how. And we help owners of, or want to be owners of small businesses. That's part of the topic for today, Jack, here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business, of how do I know it's time to leave my day job, and then how do you go about doing it? And we spent a lot of time in the last segment talking about engaging. And so if you have some stories about engaging and how that was helping you, Jack shared a great story about early in his career where he was doing some real estate stuff, buying and selling real estate as a, you know, as a side gig and having a lot of fun doing it. And the engagement part 
going out and talking to people is a big part of that. So if you have some stories like that you'd like to share, we're going to be here for another probably 10 minutes here in the studio. So you can get us tonight or give us a call next week as well. Uh, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. Or tweet at us at, at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, or at Adam Sonhalter. We'll be responding on Twitter. We like, we're getting into the, into the Twitter sphere and tweeting tweeting Twitter like Tweety sphere. Birds, right? That's right. But uh, So, yeah, so a couple other things here that I've got kind of listed down here. You know, the planning at some point is important, but it's not, it's not as important up front it's as, not be, as if, engaging. If you, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, really, I mean, if you don't, if, if there's so much that you have to experience, how in the world can you put a good plan together? And often mistakes will be made to have somebody else do it for you. That's the worst thing you can do. Almost no plan is better than a plan prepared by some so-called <laughs> professional. Because you're spending all the time and energy putting together a plan of something you don't really necessarily know yet. So versus kind of going out there and, and start to try to make things happen. And we, we, we advocate, you know, being somebody who's going to project out revenues. Where are you going to get your sales? Where is it going to come from? What kind of support do you need? What kind of reporting do you need? You don't have to have all the answers. In fact, when you start your own business, you'll probably have 10 to 20% of your answers. The other 90, 80% is going to be coming from the real world. Right. So you walk in Monday morning, you're looking around, you're in an office, you're in your home. Or I don't know where you start your business. You have employees, you don't have employees. You have to direct this activity towards making a profit. And it's going to take you quite a while, even if you do have that knowledge through school. That's, we won't get into that subject tonight, but <laughs> you, you can look in books and you can get formats and you can, but nothing nothing beats that engagement. Nothing beats that experience that you're going to get by going out and trying to get customers, trying to get employees to do things, try to get credit, try to get all those things that make a business. And uh, each time you encounter somebody, each time you engage somebody, you're putting that experience in your bag of tricks. And the next time you find yourself digging into that bag and using it, and pretty soon that bag gets pretty full. And one day you meet business coaches like Adam and I, and then we really, really start going because everything starts to make sense to you after we coach you. So You're mentioning a big bag full of stuff. I'm thinking of Santa Claus or something like that, <laughs> walking around with a big bag full of presents. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, as you're talking about your story, with uh, I, I had a note written down here that I wanted to, to talk about, but as you're sharing your story about the real estate part, and it kind of touches on this note I have, I have the word support written down, Jack, support. And you mentioned yeah, you had a buddy of yours, right? And so you had somebody who was there with you, kind of. I going, love I going love along. partners. Yeah. Adam. I I love partners, and I've had good experience with partners. I think I think it's important to have some sort of support structure and, and schedule. You know, whether it be a partner like that. Um, certainly, if, if if you're if you're married, uh, you know, to talk to your spouse about this thing and go. So so he or she is on board, or at least is aware of what's kind of going on. Even if there are supporters, they don't know necessarily what they're supporting, but they, they you know, they're, they're going to support you and be, and be aware. But have folks you can talk to about this stuff. Again, you know, that's that's always a key thing to have because otherwise you get caught up in your mind and 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 investigate stuff, reading stuff, watching videos, you know, researching on you know, online. You, you, your mind can explode and just kind of talking through stuff. It's amazing. You know, one of our seven keys to success that we coach our our owners on is presenting. And presenting often is again, it's it's a lot of uh, whiteboarding ideas or getting things out, or just trying to say, let, let me try to take this voluminous information I've been kind of studying, let me try to boil it down to its essence. And it's very difficult to do, but if you kind of talk through stuff, you're able to kind of write it down. But you have somebody kind of bounce ideas it back and forth. Become with, clear. Yeah, right. and you start to hear yourself talk a little bit. At times you realize, hey, that's a 
great idea. Or, hey, that's the stupidest thing I could ever think of. Let me go this way instead. Or just talk to somebody where it's, it might be very confusing for you. The person listening can say, hey, here, here's what I think you, that you need to do next. And they can they can just, again, the, 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 the clouds can, can, can part and the sun comes out and say, hey, that's exactly what I, what I have to do next. And we know that's the case because we do that day in and day out with our, our, our clients who own companies. They're getting down in the weeds of stuff, and they'll come and talk to us about things. And, we, and we'll talk about something that's after listening to them for a little while. And say, here, here, did you try this? And you can almost see them sit back in their chair like, yeah, I didn't that think seems so, that. That yeah. seems so simple and obvious, I mean, but that might actually work. Okay, you know, I didn't think about that, right? Because you get so caught up in your thing. So having a support team or you know, some sort of support uh, structure in place versus being out there on your own. Being on your own, it's hard to do anything on your own. Yes, it and is. And to have success of any kind, it's you know, if you look back in your life, if you had some successes, chances are you weren't doing it on your own. You've had some sort of support structure in place. It could be siblings or parents or friends or spouses or whatever it might be or your kids. You had some sort of partnership or something. You had, you know, you had people that were there for you where you've had success. It's not happening on its own. So trying to identify that and finding ways to go engage. You know, there, there are a lot of business groups that are out there. You know, there, there's a group here locally called the Gorilla Group which has been meeting for 10 or 12 years, where they get together once a month and they share ideas about you know, stories of, uh, of entrepreneurs who, who have had successes. And they, they, they network and mingle and talk about stuff. But again, just being in a group like that, it's amazing. The knowledge The energy and the ideas, yeah, the things That's that are there. Right. And you're not going to get it in a book because chances are somebody's writing a book, unless you're reading the right chapter at the right time, it's not going to hit versus talking to somebody live body in person. You got to you got to take that studying. You got to take that that knowledge and engage. You have to do it. You know, adding a, a little uh, additional info on that buying real estate. My my buddy and I, my partner and I, we were trying to buy real estate with no money down, spurred on by these books at the time, and uh, that complicated it even more so when you go out and talk about trying to put a deal together where you didn't really understand much, and try to get that property for no money down. But since then, all the learning we've done, we've been able to buy companies like that, buy businesses like that. And we often teach successfully our clients how to buy property, how to buy a business with no money down. They find it impossible because they don't, they don't understand what, it, what it's like. And I can recall that thought. Like, what are we doing here? Reading is, but how can you get property with no money down? How can you do it? And Sounds too good to be true. There are ways to do it, very legitimate, and it happens every day. So it's not that big once you have the knowledge. Nothing's hard once you have the knowledge. Well, it can still be hard, but if you have the knowledge, things fall into place much easier. Yeah, so what you know, what makes you take that jump? And it's different for everybody. We each have our own stories. You know, for me, you know, you know I was 30 years old. My wife was seven months pregnant, and I said, hey, we're going to start this company. I'm leaving a job. I mean, well, why are you leaving the job? I mean, you know, what's plan B? There's no plan B. It wasn't even really a plan A. Plan A was kind of start to engage and do stuff. And I knew Jack and I had you know, had a lot of things in common. And we, you know, we didn't start a coaching company day one. It was doing other stuff. It, it evolved into a coaching company after engaging for a year with some different people and doing stuff where it became, hey, this is something that we discovered. Which is often right? how it works. Because you're, you're, yeah. you're engaged. You're doing stuff. You're, you're active. You're out there making things start to happen. And you're, and you're looking for stuff. And one of the things you start to realize is that you know, if you put – yeah, again, this is what I talked to, to, to Jason about a little bit, going back to the, to the opening of the show here. He had a side business. I said, hey, picture if you took it just a day a week where you took off from your day job. You had a day a week you could dedicate to your other business. Do you think you could grow that thing? You could find more business and start to kind of make it start to grow? 
when you realize that all the energy and time and effort you're putting in, the, in your day job, that was now started to put towards your company. You'd be amazed how quickly you start to start to make things start to happen. And the, the idea that you need to make things happen, too, starts to drive you. So you have energy from doing those kind of things. And, it, it, you know, if it's happening now, it's coming to you now, chances are you can find more stuff if you're doing it more on a full-time basis where you're out there kind of making it, you know, making it happen. But you've got to make that jump. And you don't know until you make the jump how good you are. And there's no guarantees. But I'll tell you this, once you make that jump, it's hard going back. Very hard. And you realize that it's almost impossible. Yeah, and, and and most people, you know, worry about, you know, or think about it. Will I be employable again? Well, chances are you're going to be employable. That's what gave you the, the courage at age 39, Jack, to say, hey, I'm, "I'm leaving the corporate world." You knew you could get back in the corporate world if you wanted to, but well, let me take that jump out and I'll figure something out. But if I need to get a job, I can always go back and get a job. But it wasn't doing it for you, so the job's not doing it for you today. Chances are it's not going to do it for you five, ten years from now. And you're going to wish ten years from now that you'd done it today, that you'd gotten, out, you know, you'd gotten out of there and started doing your own thing. So quit finding reasons not to do it and find reasons to do it and realize that there are some potential risks, I guess, but they're nowhere near as risky as, I think, having a job that you don't enjoy, that's not made for you, that can then cut off at any point in time anyway versus doing things for yourself. Have your Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, have your Monday morning hit list. So when you walk into that place that, that either you bought or you're going to start the room, you're going to start your new business in, you're ready. You got three things you got to start doing. So that's how your, your habits will start. And I mean, it's exhilarating, folks. And those who have gone through it know it. Yes, it is. And it, it, it only gets better from there. Starting and getting through that, and you realize how good you are. And like I said, once you go, you know, months and years later, you'll you'll wonder why it took you so long in the first place. That's usually what you hear. Why did I wait so long to kind of do this? And don't be that person, all right? All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us again on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday from 730 to 830 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions before our next show, uh, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or hit us up on Twitter at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, at Adam Sonhalter. Or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, and the new 101.5, and WINTradio.com. Thanks, folks. <laughs>